recently my dad shared an article with me that had a take on singleness that I've never seen before, but it really helped me out. And that's what I'm going to talk about with you on this episode of Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I know there are women out there who don't want a man, they don't want a relationship, but I've never felt that way. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And that's always been a source of sadness for me because a big part of my definition of a fulfilled life includes being a wife and a mother. But I got to the point where I said, look, the singleness isn't changing and it may not change. And I just wanna be happy. And that's what Wonderful Life is about. It's about building a life where you're happy and you're content and you're peaceful and you're in the moment because that's the kind of vibe that's going to attract your Mr. Right. It's not about getting to a place where you're like, I just don't want a man or giving up and saying, well, I guess I'm going to be alone forever. I might as well make the best of it. No, it's about really getting to that place where you're enjoying your life because that's the kind of vibe that will attract your Mr. Right. But even if he never shows up, you're happy anyway. So recently, my dad shared an article with me from the Pepperdine University Alumni Magazine. And if you go to wonderfullife.com and read the blog titled One Foot in Hope, the Other in Despair, I've got a link to the article if you want to read the original article. But the writer of the article interviewed a woman named Kelly Hayer. I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly. She's a marriage and family therapist, and she talks about this phenomenon called ambiguous loss. Ambiguous loss is something that singles deal with, and, and it really only applies to people who don't want to be single. Like if you're single and you prefer that, you just want to be single, that's great. You're not going to experience what I'm about to talk about. Ambiguous loss is something that singles, like me, who we want to be married, and yet we are not. And what that does is it puts you in this unusual cycle of grief where you're constantly feeling that undertow of sadness of, I want to be married, I want to have a partner, I don't have that, I don't know if I will ever have that. So you have that undertow of continual grief, grieving what you don't have. And yet, you also have a sense of hope, but maybe it'll happen. And a lot of times, you know, we understand that there's grief or there's loss when your partner dies or you go through a divorce. Um, and true, I've never been through the pain of a divorce, but I've been through many painful breakups. And I don't think one is worse than the other, but I think either way, you're left with a feeling of loss and failure. So whether it was a 25 year marriage that ended and you have to deal with that, or it's 25 little dating relationships that maybe they only lasted a month or three months, but you have all of those quote failures, that's not any easier to deal with. Now, in the article, Ms. Hayer says that one thing that can be comforting for singles is if you, 
you know, kind of keep your eye on God has a plan for my life. Now, for me personally, that has never been a comfort for me because it would feel like, well, God's keeping me single for some greater purpose. And that didn't feel good to me. And, and she gives some suggestions on how to deal with this ambiguous loss. One of the things is, you know, understanding why you're single, finding things in your life that give you hope and meaning, having supportive connections, and I totally agree with all those. But I think for me, the thing that was the most helpful was she said, you have to work on accepting the ambiguity. And I really struggled with that for years because I would feel like, well, I'm just being negative. And sometimes even my well-meaning friends would say, well, you just have to believe. You just have to believe it's gonna work out. You're gonna meet somebody, don't worry about it. But, you know, you can't say that. You can't guarantee that. And then, because other people would say, oh, it's gonna be fine, don't worry about it. I would feel like, okay, see, I'm the problem. I'm just being negative. I need to have faith. And so then, on top of this emotional crisis of feeling like I'm sad because I don't want to be single and I don't know if it's ever going to change, then I would also feel like now I've got a spiritual crisis, which is I don't have enough faith. And maybe that's why I'm single. I don't trust God enough. Gee, what a terrible person I am. One of the things I've always appreciated about my mom is sometimes when I would look at her and say, Mom, do you think I'll ever get married? She would look at me and say, Honey, I don't know. And it would have been so easy for her to say, of course you're gonna get married, you're great. But she just said, honey, I don't know, I can't see the future. I know you wanna get married, I don't think there's any reason why you can't get married, but I don't know what's gonna happen. And I spent a lot of years just trying to like, don't be sad, don't be sad, quit being sad. You don't, you don't have any reason to be sad. Look at your great life, you should be happy, you should be grateful. And so then what I would do is say, okay, well, I don't wanna be sad. So I would get really busy and then I would just be tired. Because to me, it sounded better if I could just say, you know, how do I feel? I'm tired. Because tired sounded like something I could control better than sad. And for me, when I read this article in the Pepperdine University magazine, it actually really helped me because I saw that, okay, wait a minute, it's not just me. It's not just me having not enough faith or having a bad attitude. Like other singles really struggle with this ambiguous loss of, you know, it's like, gosh, I'm sad because I'm single and what if it never changes versus the hope of like, but it could change, but it hasn't changed, but it might change, but I don't know why it would change, but it could change. And it's just this constant back and forth. It's exhausting. And another thing that she says in the article is that sometimes singles struggle with the idea of, well, why am I single? Is there something wrong with me? And, and wait a minute, do other people look at me and think there's something wrong with me? Now, for me personally, intellectually, I know why I'm single. I mean, I can look back and I can say, here's some of the decisions I made that were counterproductive. I did some of these things when I was younger that probably kept love at bay. I'm older now, you know, there's a smaller dating pool. So intellectually, I get it. Um, I used to struggle more with, is there something wrong with me? Um, one time somebody actually even asked my dad, well, what's wrong with her? Like, why is she 40 and she's still not married? And I think it kind of hurt his feelings. I don't really worry about that anymore. I live in a very small Southern town. And so I do get that look and I actually do get that question. For me, I don't worry so much about do other people look at me and think some kind of way. The reason I don't is because I look at other women who are single and I don't think like, well, you're a loser because you don't have a husband. 
Most of the single women I know, I look at them and think, God, I don't understand why she's single. She's so great. And also, I think the older you get, you just realize, like, you can't control what anybody else thinks about you. So the only thing you can really control is what you think about yourself. Now, I mean, I would say for myself, like 90% of the time, I really am happy and content in my life. But I don't wanna sit here and tell you like I never feel sad anymore, because I do. So on those 10% of days where I feel sad about being single, it really helps me to implement some of the things that Ms. Hayer talks about in this article. Now, it's really hard to get a handle on loss if you're struggling with a broken heart. And if that's you, you might wanna check out our ABCs of Healing. It's a free video where we show you how to get through heartbreak. It's free, you can access it immediately, you can watch it as many times as you want to, no limit. And you can get that if you go to bit.ly forward slash ABCs of Healing. Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we wanna hear from you. I wanna know from you, do you ever feel that ambiguous loss of singleness? Put that in the comments and let us know how you feel. You can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. We post a new blog there every Friday. That's where you can link to the Pepperdine article and read it for yourself. You might wanna join our newsletter list. You can check out our podcast. And we have some cute, wonderful life merchandise you might wanna take a look at. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Wonderful Life.